Hello everyone, this is National Master Premier Chess CEO Evan Rabin, and I am excited to be here on the 145th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast with a very special guest, and that is Chris Hunt, who is the founder of Zone Capital Partners and their managing director. They do a lot of great work assisting small and medium cap businesses to stand out and create a huge positive impact. And he is actually organizing an amazing uh, conference uh, next month, which is going to be taking place virtually on April 22nd and April 23rd, where they are actually uh, making a huge difference, uh, raising money for a lot of great nonprofits, uh, including uh, some that are very, very close to us. including Make a Difference Now. Uh, The founder of that organization, actually, Teresa Grant, uh, has been a previous podcast guest. Um, We also um, are raising money for Metro World Child. Uh, The founder of that organization, uh, Bill Wilson, has also been a podcast guest of ours. Uh, And another great organization they're working with uh, is uh, Chess in the Schools, uh, the founder uh, well, not the founder, but the president, uh, Debbie Eastburn, uh, has also been a podcast guest of ours. Um, so yes, many great organizations uh, that we have, uh, you know, actually worked with uh, are going to be part of this event. And uh, yeah, Chris, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a it's a pleasure to make it on the podcast finally. I know I made promises before and. Um, uh, it, it was uh, it was good timing, so I'm glad to be on. Yeah, my, my pleasure, and uh, you know we do often uh, do podcast episodes, you know, in advance of a an event or a book release or uh, you know major uh, events uh, as as well. So uh, before we get into the event, um, can you just tell us a little bit more about your background and your career? Sure. So, um, ironically, I started out as a technology entrepreneur and um, started a outsourced IT company in central South Florida, where I used to live before New York. So I built that company. It was my first venture. And that company was dedicated to helping medical practices, law practices, and other types of small to medium-sized family-owned businesses um, migrate to what everyone remembers, that whole cloud migration. So Mm. um, we helped companies shift a lot of their internal data over to a cloud platform. And I did that for a few years before moving to New York, which I was passionate about, had always loved New York and had family here who had had success. And so um, once I was established here, I I started to layer into the financial services industry and um, ended up um, working in basic general deal making and then ended up working at a consulting practice, which is Zone Capital. Uh, based out of Newport Beach, and I head up the New York office, and um, we are consultants. We work with companies in the middle market, middle market companies that um, 
are wanting to achieve a, a different type of financing and many ways to do that include um, taking companies to the next level through acquisition and taking them to um, what we call a more liquid exchange so that they can raise money and so let me ask you um, you know you and I actually both have uh, actually come from IT you know I used to work at Oracle and rapid 7 um, as you know um, why did you transition from IT into you know the finance and other work that you're doing now that's a really good question that I, I think about very often I'll tell you a little story I used to go to a lot of conferences when I had my, my IT business. It's an MSP, a managed service provider. And so I'd go to these conferences and I'd be networking and people would say, you're the sales guy, aren't you? You're the sales. <laughs> I'd say, no, I'm actually the CEO, I'm the founder. And so I remember that people at these events, there would be marketing companies that would come in and um, you know preach to the crowd about how you guys are just so bad at sales. And then it kind of dawned on me that I was, I might have had a passion for a certain business because I grew up on a computer, you know, hmm. and, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't somewhere I should have really been. And I knew that I, my calling was somewhere else, that I wasn't an engineer at heart, even though I wanted to be right. We want to be something. And then you realize you're something else. And, uh, I just needed to make my time wise, use my time wisely. And so. Um, the financial services industry always had some type of a, of a calling to me. And well, I definitely actually had something fairly similar, I would say, in, in my career path. Um, you know, for the longest time, I, you know, was pretty happy, you know, in, in enterprise sales uh, within, uh, you know, technology. Um, but then, uh, you know, sort of after that, um, I basically, you know, decided that uh, um, it, it just kind of wouldn't uh, necessarily, uh, you know, make uh, so much sense to, uh, you know, continue with it, uh, you know, mainly because I just wasn't uh, exactly relating, uh, you know, to everyone, um, you know, whether I was able to sell things or not, of course I was, but... Um, it, it wasn't my true passion. I ultimately, you know, found that, uh, you know, chess was, was that for me. Um, so what about, uh, you know, investor relations and finance uh, really, uh, you know, made it your passion? Well, there's something about the fact that it's an almost like for me personally, it's a unique combination of different things. You have the math and the intellectual and the technical portion of it. Mm. And then you also have the fact that the business is a very interpersonal, uh, uh, skill-dominant industry, I feel. At least for me, I've had uh, tremendous success um, being, you know, sales has always been my strong suit, and I've always tried to fight that. And uh, I feel... The financial industry kind of gives me that even distribution of, of character traits that I'm able to, you know, exude and, uh, you know, use my passion and be happy. Mm. And I think that's, that's a goal everyone should go after. Got it.
And I, I definitely agree with you uh, in that regard. I think it's really important to, uh, you know, consider doing something that you love um, and, you know, and what you're doing. Uh, you both have the, you know, sort of analytical aspect, but at the end of the day, of course, also a sales aspect, right? With this conference, for instance, you're, you know, driving sponsors there, you're, uh, you know, getting a bunch of partners uh, together, um, you know, and, and, and a lot more. So um, before we talk about the conference, could you, could we quickly talk a little bit more about uh, just the general work that uh, your company does? Right. So... We, what we do is we work very closely with some of our partnerships with you know, different banks and um, institutions. What we do is we'll engage a company that is either private or already public. Public meaning it trades on an exchange. Typically that's on what we call the OTC markets. Or if they're private, they're not trading at all. And so what we do is we help them on that journey from private to public. And internally, we like to obviously, you know, talk more towards the NASDAQ being our favorite exchange that has the most, um, you know, it has the highest reputation and the best liquidity, maybe in the entire planet, uh, as far as markets go. And mm. trading and, and you know, global markets. A lot of companies all over the world would love to access the capital markets here in the U.S. And so we help them uh, achieve their goals. And we have um, a lot of very experienced and uh, um, well-connected people on our team who um, take us to the next level and help us achieve our internal goals and also have made some really good hires just recently. Now, uh, post-COVID, uh, hiring is picking back up. We just picked up a, a really good guy, Russell. Uh, he's our new uh, outsourced CFO, managing director. So he brings oh, wow. a lot of financial knowledge to the table. He worked very closely with some uh, government agencies and uh, the FAA. So he brings a very, very... Uh, you know, broad set of, of skills uh, to the table, and we're, we're very excited about the growth of the, of the practice. Amazing. So, so tell me um, a little bit here, um, you know, I, I want to get really right into it and talk about this uh, conference here. Um, like I said, it, it really is uh, promoting some, you know, amazing organizations. Um, you know, you're basically connecting uh, you know, executives on Wall Street um, and, you know, some of these, you know, great nonprofits. Um, how did you, you know, first um, really come up with this event and, um, you know, like, yeah, where, where has your you know, passion to, you know, give back to these charities uh, start? So I'll tell you another really quick story. When I was very young, I was very involved with the performing arts. And so I think it's just deep inside of me to want to put together um, an event, you know, a show. And I'm a big fan of bringing people together because people are, you know, I'm a people person. And watching people conduct business and creating new relationships is something that's very important to me. And uh, throughout my life, I've had um, opportunities to help people put events together. 
and help coordinate them and then it was just it needed to be done but then covid shows up right and it's it's an unfortunate situation for the country and for the world and there's a lot of people that are suffering that don't have a voice and i read an article one day i don't know if it was in the journal but the article was about how learning distance learning for children all over the world is creating an issue that we're not very aware of and that issue is the fact that it's just not the same as in school and that studies show that there's going to be a deficit in education and there's a lot of catching up to do for a lot of kids that haven't been to school a brick and mortar institution for a year or a year and a half now and so there's a gap there um and we want to we want to help we want to help these organizations with their programs like build schools all over the world for example make a difference now building schools in africa my good friend andy stein of orphan starfish which is an amazing organization foundation that hosts a very significant gala here in new york at cipriani which i'm very excited about and andy builds schools all over the world but these schools are geared towards stem so you have young women that are learning stem you have young men that are learning computer science all over the world peru ecuador you name it any impoverished country that needs this badly because more and more and this gets we're getting into why the conference is so vital very soon here right um is that now the entire world has an opportunity to access the internet like never before and it's only getting bigger right so not only do you have a philanthropic situation going on there's a need for it covid 19 alone the pandemic has caused immense unemployment a situation that a lot of people won't recover from and a lot of businesses in new york we know very quintessential new york businesses that are have shut their doors for good and that's very sad because uh, those are memorable places for me and for a lot of other new yorkers but um to get into the conference so i said to myself okay so the world is coming together we have zoom is like a focal point of how we communicate and um so i said to myself virtual events the virtual economy people connecting like never before is going to potentially be the next big significant part of our society how people connect worldwide how do we transact services and products in the case of banking right that would be money right or you know debt or equity or you know whatever financial product um, is created or marketed we're going to be able to access those products on a broader level and more people will be able to access them hmm. so think about it in, a, in from a perspective of global trade so let me get even deeper the premise of the event is a virtual event but we're actually going to be auctioning off a very unique product at the event 
and premiering a few other products and and singers and artists that have never come together like this ever in their life to create a new economy that we're going to be an evangelist for. And so the virtual economy is something that my team is heavily investing in. Virtual events and the platforms that we're using s simulate in-person interaction. Another article that I read the other day talked about how people are starting to create Zoom towns where everyone works remotely. Hmm. I think Ford Motor Company and General Motors, maybe 30,000 plus jobs, have been completely made virtual indefinitely. So let's say COVID-19, which has obviously spurred the virtual interaction in this country and globally, now you have companies that have almost adapted to this virtual I mean, I, let me tell you, I don't know how many people, I can't, I, I mean, it's indefinite the amount of people that I interact with on a daily basis that tell me, Chris, I'm 100 times more efficient. Like, I get a million things done like never before. I don't have to commute. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go out to lunch. I don't have to do this, the extensive schmoozing around the water cooler, you know? And that's all cool. I love the schmoozing, right? I love the connection, the human connection. But especially for people who already have relationships, their networks built. Uh, typically these Zoom towns are, you know, a generation before us, right? They've already built a lot of relationships and those, those pipelines of business have been, you know, solidified over generations. And so they can, you know, a certain amount of people in this country can afford to, to be in that situation, right? To be able to work from home indefinitely. And what a blessing. But I think this is a this is going to become a global trend, mm. and well, there, yeah, there, there are definitely obviously businesses that are yeah starting to potentially work remote like almost you know d definitively uh, or indefinitely, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, let, let's talk about the conference itself. Um, you know, I I definitely myself am looking forward to being uh, a great speaker uh, at the event. Uh, I'm going to be talking about. Uh, Queen's Gambit um, and business and life uh, in chess. Um, actually, tonight, uh, my, my good friend Bruce Pandolfini, uh, who actually was the advisor uh, to Queen's Gambit, uh, is actually going to be doing a special Q&A as part of the first All Ivy Invitational uh, that we're putting together with uh, the Columbia Club of New York. Uh, Bruce, yeah, is going to do that Q and A. Uh, you know, Grandmaster Mark Baragua is going to be doing uh, some live commentary, uh, and Brian Wilmeth, our director of virtual programs, will be, uh, you know, helping out uh, as well. Um, you know, it should definitely be, uh, you know, very exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's just another good example of a you know, big virtual uh, event uh, and people, you know, coming together, uh, you know, during this time. Um, so yeah, I do, yeah, definitely look forward to presenting, being part of it. Um, I know some of my other close colleagues, uh, including Mike Papapavlu, who actually, uh, the, is the founder of Guitar Guy Guru. He was actually, uh, together with, uh, Gerald Times, part of a educator of the year, uh, round table, uh, on the podcast just last week. Um, you know, he's going to be presenting as well, as well as, uh, yeah, many other, 
uh, great colleagues. Um, so yeah, tell us uh, you know a little bit more about the details of this event and uh, how people could get involved. Yeah, so the event has some very significant segments that set it apart from the rest, right? I don't really believe in competition. I believe in collaboration. Mm. And so um, we have some very unique segments, some very unique products, some very unique entertainment segments as well, besides business. Think of it as a thought leadership summit, a place where people can come and not just be entirely engaged in business. You know, at most business meetings, people are not talking about business. They're getting used to each other. They're building trust. Things happen organically, and I'm a big fan of that. So the premise of the first day, basically the theme I'd say the first day, and this is the really interesting part. A few of my partners are very involved in the sports industry. And so the first day, we're gonna host some very significant speakers within that industry. One including David Meltzer, who I'm a big fan of, Mm. and has a very, very big fan base. Um, and he deserves it because he's a very accomplished social media. Uh, he's a social media, not guru, but he was co-founder, CEO of Sports One Marketing. And he also was a CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports Agency. So that agency was what was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Oh, wow. The Tom Cruise movie, yeah. So, great movie, by the way. And so, he's one of our very, very special speakers. And so, we're building around the first day, which is going to be very, very sports-related. Every Kid Sports is one of our affiliate charity organizations. And so, these sports figures and these athletes are like heroes and many of them are transitioning to business careers because you have a career in professional sports and then you transition over to you know for example an a-rod right he's now a businessman they all become businessmen because now you know you have so many more options and you can do whatever you want to do with your life and we're celebrating that diversity is probably the highest priority for us. We're, we're actually in the process of putting together a council that will solely be dedicated to solving problems of diversity, not only within the financial sector, but also in different sectors um, here, in, here in the US and on a global level too. So that's a part of the event. Mm. We're gonna to be touching on topics about technology, of course. New markets, new economies, markets within markets, the new frontier, right? Space could be the new frontier, right? But in my opinion, the new frontier is something that is so much more attainable and so much more palpable to human beings because we're already there, which is the virtual economy. So we're going to be touching very deeply on those topics. We're celebrating uh, Women's Month this year in a very special way. And I got to tell you, I'm a born, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a mama's boy. Mm. And I'm a proud mama's boy. You know, I have no problem admitting it. And um, so Women's Month is very important to me personally. 
we're highlighting some very significant speakers and powerful women in sports and in business. And um, that's going to be exciting. We have some very, very premier. We're literally premiering a new debut on Broadway the second day at the end. Wow. So there's an incentive there's an incentive to stay the whole event without experiencing any Zoom fatigue. And then in between we have some partnerships in which uh, we're gonna be providing some entertainment that's not seated entertainment, right? You're gonna be up, you're gonna be interacting with people on the screen, people are gonna be interacting with you. Companies like Peloton have done very similar things where you can feel the same emotion as if you were in the room with someone else. You can feel the same emotion of trust. You can share the same feelings and walk away from the computer screen or the TV feeling fulfilled that you got something done, that you built new relationships, and now you have new resources at your disposal. And that's a high level view without reveal, you know, I don't want to reveal too much about the event because there are going to be some very, some there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some, you know, your, 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 your media mogul or, uh, um, your celebrity that's going to show up and, uh, and, um, you'll be able to interact with them and enjoy, uh, some time with them. We have a green room set up, a VIP ticket, so you can, uh, spend some time with with some uh, some very notable celebrities and so it makes it fun for everyone there's there's space for everyone to enjoy and it's open uh, mainly to the financial professionals of the world but uh, anyone's welcome to apply we do have a review process and, and it's uh, it's seamless and easy and uh, typically we get back to you within a few days but uh, we see this becoming a a very very big Ongoing so where do you see this mission. going after April 23rd when the conference ends? What, what do you think is going to be the aftermath? So we have a very, very big event planned in October that will be that will be very similar to this, a thought leadership, but we're going to have a little bit more of, it's going to be a little bit more businessy. That's going to be hosted in Vegas in October. That's going to be a post-vaccine event, so... The majority of the people will probably be vaccinated. We're going to be observing CDC guidelines and to the T, right? So everyone's kept safe. And we have some very, very interesting, let's say the highest tech available to help people stay safe and to clean the air. And we're going to have some other things there that will keep people safe help them to be able to network and ease into this post-COVID world because the first thing we want is safety. There's always a risk probability and um, we're going to we're going to make sure that we abide by all the CDC guidelines and let them you know tell us how to run the event and, and how to make it better. Uh, you know obviously post-COVID-19 we want to make sure everyone's safe the whole premise of the event is to help the cause, right? We definitely are not looking to add to it. So October in Vegas is going to be a very unique event with added speakers, with 
a lot more that can be enjoyed on a person-to-person -person level, but also a bifurcation. So we're going to continue the virtual events into perpetuity. We believe this is going to be the future of, of the world. Mm. And we are actually auctioning off a unique piece, an asset. Oh, wow. An asset of this new virtual world that we're, we're building. And I know there's going to be a lot of other great things out there where, you know, for instance, raffling off a, a private uh, group lesson for up to, you know, children, 10 children or adults. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of which, uh, you know, one nonprofit I'm very close to uh, is Krista Dora, um, which, by the way, you know, if we're looking for last minute sponsor uh, nonprofits to get involved with this event, Krista uh, Dora would be one of those. Um, I, I'm thinking of Kristen Dora, actually, because my good friend Judy, who's the uh, executive director, um, actually a couple of years ago, I was donating a, a one-hour private lesson uh, to her gala, and she said, no, I'm going to raise ten times the amount of money, and you're going to get ten times the amount of publicity, and you're going to give a, a group lesson for up to ten children or adults. And I said, all right, great, let's do it. So... Um, yeah, um, as a side note, riding here, I'm going to be putting you in touch with Judy afterwards because they truly are an amazing, amazing nonprofit. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm look, I'm I'm really, really excited about this event. Um, you know, very, very happy to be uh, you know a speaker. Um, and you know, I was just looking here. I mean, there's so many uh, you know really esteemed uh, you know speakers. Um, you know, David Meltzer, who he you know mentioned. Um, you know, you have people here uh, like Ira Miller, who's the chairman of uh, Zone Capital Partners, John Pennant, uh, the partner of uh, a very big accounting firm, uh, Eisner Amper, um, as well as, you know, a couple of his uh, team members. Um, and uh, yeah, it really is, uh, you know, my honor. Um, of course, yeah, actually our uh, podcast guest, Debbie Eastburn, uh, who I do really consider a, a very close friend and colleague. Um, I used to actually work uh, for her organization, Chess in the Schools, uh, actually before she got there. Uh, Marley Kaplan at the time was uh, the director. Um, and I, of course, worked very closely with uh, my, my good friends, Ron Bukak and Sean Smith and uh, others, uh, you know, when I was there. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to be, you know, a big part of this event. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great time. Um, would definitely encourage everyone to, uh, you know, get involved. Um, and, yeah, there definitely are uh, different uh, levels, uh, you know, to be there, um, you know, from, you know, capital markets, the gold sponsor, silver sponsor. Um, it would be a great way to give back to the community, to raise money for some of these nonprofits, um, but also, uh, you know, network and, um, yeah, truly really, it should be, you know, an amazing time. Um, I encourage everyone to check out clarityforeconomyrecovery.com, uh, where you can see uh, all the information. Um, of course, we'll also put the link uh, into the podcast uh, episode description uh, as well. Uh, so you can see it there. Um, and yeah, Chris, thank you so much for, you know, coming on today, um, talking a little bit more about, um, you know, your career changes and how you got to, you know, where you are today, uh, the importance of, you know, giving back uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
uh, of course, yeah, many businesses, you know, have been struggling uh, and nonprofits. Um, you know, actually, my rabbi Mark Wilds, uh, the founder of Manhattan Jewish Experience, uh, you know, was actually talking uh, to me, you know, very openly about how some of his uh, big donors that you know regularly give year after year, like no problem, um, they this year were you know, either limited in their donations or weren't able to donate. So, you know, it, that's the crazy thing, right? It really has uh, affected uh, everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, if we could do um, what's in our control to raise money for these organizations during this time, um, you know, that's going to be really, really great. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, end the episode? No, Evan, this is truly a pleasure. A Clarity for EconomicRecovery.com. A Clarity is very grateful to be that voice that, like you said, nonprofits are suffering, businesses suffering around the world. No matter what the media says, that's the way it is. And so if we could be a voice together, uniting the business community together with the nonprofit organizations that are most in need, we can bring to light a lot of the things that are going around the world, a lot of things that are going on with these amazing kids that have so much potential. And so if we can enable them, if we can underwrite their projects and help them to achieve their goals on a global level while creating an ecosystem where people can connect like never before, I mean, it's doing so many things all at once that the world needs. And that's what I'm excited about. So... Anyone who's welcome to, anyone is welcome to apply, either for a sponsorship. We're very proud to have Eisner Amper, a global CPA firm as a sponsor. Mm. Socium Fund Services works with a lot of hedge funds, private equity funds, different types of uh, investment institutions, is a proud sponsor of the event, and the list goes on. So I look forward to it. I look forward to you speaking at the event and learning more and uh, obviously getting more people connected to you. <laughs> That's what really excites me. I love it. Well, yeah, I do have to say, I met Chris about uh, two, three years ago now, um, and he's been yeah, like a great connector, uh, you know, great colleague. Um, do really consider him uh, you know, a great integral uh, part of the uh, Premier Chess uh, network. And, um, you know, I do have to say, I've been, you know, definitely very much a connector for this event. Uh, three of the, actually, I have four of the organizations, I believe. I even, you, you, saving you've, you've, you. you've gone over and beyond. A long time uh, <laughs> ago. Um, and yeah, really, like all these organizations are ones that I, you know, really um, think a lot about. Um, you know, Make a Difference Now um, is... Wow, an unbelievable organization that uh, Teresa Grant uh, started uh, 14 years ago uh, as an orphanage, and now uh, they actually um, sponsor 21 students in primary and secondary school um, and, and uh, college. Um, I do have to say, by the way, July 11th to 18th, um, I very much look forward to, God willing, going back to Tanzania, um, where we're going to be teaching uh, this year, actually, at a women's center uh, for six days. Um, and uh, it's, it's going to be a great experience. And then we're going to do a safari 
Um, so please, uh, you know, go to gomadnow.org for you know more information. Uh, you know, chess in the schools. Uh, really, uh, you know, I can't say enough about them. They do uh, great work in you know 50 different Title I schools uh, all over the city. Um, Metro World Child. Uh, I'm actually very, very grateful to you know my good friend Glisten. Uh, who uh, introduced me to the organization uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, Bill Wilson is, honestly, you know, I'm going to say this very openly. This is my 145th uh, episode. Um, Bill Wilson, by far, was the most inspirational. Uh, just like calling people out. Uh, he basically said that, uh, look, so many people, they talk, they want to do things, you know, they want to give back, uh, but they don't. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, by himself 50 years ago was picked up on a street corner. Very inspirational story. Uh, and, uh, you know, now he's literally supporting 200,000 kids around the world. Um, and, and my good friend Bliss is actually his executive assistant, and since then I've been uh, connected to many, many other people in the organization, uh, most notably Rashida, who actually uh, runs their brand ambassador program that I'm really, really excited to be uh, a, a pretty big part of. Um, and then the, the last nonprofit that uh, they're raising money for that I'm uh, you know, relatively connected to uh, is Saving Jane. Um, actually, uh, my friend, uh, Romain, uh, who actually does, uh, some great work, uh, doing event planning, uh, specifically mostly for nonprofits, uh, connected me to Kathy Ann several years ago, uh, and Saving Jane, uh, is an organization that actually, uh, does a lot of awareness, uh, for, uh, human trafficking that many people don't uh, realize actually is very, very uh, active, uh, unfortunately, today. Um, and then they also help out uh, victims, uh, you know, quite a bit. So I'm very, very glad that uh, they're actually going to be uh, part of the event uh, as well. Um, yeah, Kathy Ann, who's the founder, uh, and Thomas Eisler, who's their, you know, director. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of great work. So, yeah, I mean, this event is, that's the best thing about it, actually. You know, it's, 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 it's a way to give back. Uh, it's a way to network. Uh, it's a way to, uh, you know, yeah, build relationships um, and, 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 and so much more. So, um, if anyone does have any questions, would like to, you know, reach out, um, how can people get a hold of you? Info at... A clarity for economic recovery.com. Very simple. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, uh, for coming on today. Um, I very much look forward to having you uh, or, or being uh, you know, a big part of the event uh, next month. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me.